Hello everyone and welcome back to the Target Transfers podcast, the number one heat printing podcast in the world. We are super excited today to have Taffy back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So thank you for inviting me again. No, no problem. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about um, a few different things that Taffy's been doing recently. He's been on a bit of a detox, a dopamine detox to be specific. So we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Had a bit of changing careers when it comes to um, videography content creation. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some real gems in there that our customers can relate to, especially coming into 2023. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people rethinking their business strategy, how they talk to their customers, how they put themselves on camera, that sort of thing. Yeah. And who better to do that than the man himself? Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was your experience? Where did you go for your dopamine detox? Okay, so um, a few weeks ago, well, it has been like a month or two now, I don't even know, time has gone so quick. I was starting to feel overwhelmed in life with just a lot of things. And I've, I, I came across a video online um, of someone doing a dopamine detox. I think the person's name was Nicholas Crystal or something like that. He is a European YouTuber. And from that video, I was like, this is a nice video. However, um, I've, 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 I've done some type of dopamine detox before, but not the one like I've done. So I was like... I'm going to do my first proper dopamine detox, like myself, the one I've set for myself. Yeah, some um, people's is like, I put my phone away an hour early. Yeah, isn't it? You went yeah. to the extreme and yeah, like, I went re- away I, for a few days. I really did. So um, so what i done is that I planned it in advance. Of course, um, I couldn't just get out and leave the house, you know. I think the missus would, wouldn't really like that. <laughs> so I planned it. Um, I let her know um, that in the next few weeks, I'm going to be going away. And from that, it was just all about planning. So... I started planning it, and firstly, I focused more on where would I be most at peace, and that's when I researched, um, you know, um, the most peaceful places in the UK or places I can go to, and I've always wanted to, like, I, I, I personally like high places, like mountains and big parks and stuff, because for me... Um, when I'm away from all this noise, especially living in London, that there's so much noise, it's so peaceful when you're, like, in a you know, peaceful environment when there's not a lot of people. So I was like, okay, I want to go to Lake District, especially because I always wanted to go there. So the place I went to was in Lake District, and specifically it was in Hawkshead. I want to get the name right. And I was staying in a cabin. So what's interesting about this cabin I was staying in is that the cabin I was staying in literally had no signal, no signal and no Wi-Fi. So that was great for the dopamine detox. I set myself, obviously, some rules. Some of the rules were um, I cannot listen to no music. If I, if I want to listen to music, it would be, like, background music or orchestra music, just to help me focus in my time out there so I can meditate. Um, another rule was I can't eat no fast food, so I couldn't order no McDonald's, KFC, Burger King. To be honest, there's even no Uber Eats or nothing out there anyway, so it's like... It's a, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story about that in a minute. But, like, um, when I was out there, um, instead of um, that, I prioritised taking time to fast. So doing the intimate fasting as well as um, trying to cook my own meals and, uh, whilst I was out there. There was, like, a kitchen in, like, um, 
next to the cabin that I could go into. There was like a building where you could go there, shower every day and, you know, use the kitchen, etc. It was cold, though. Very, very cold. So, um, yeah, so that was that. And then... Other... That's meant to be good for you, though. Cold, cold water showers. That's meant to be really good. I, I'm 50-50 on it, but I mean... <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's like... I understand, like, before I used to be like, yeah, I'll do it because it's good for me. But now where I'm at, I'm like, no, <laughs> I like my hot, hot, warm showers, etc. I think some things, some things that aren't good for you, like, for example, food. Some healthy yeah. food doesn't taste that great. Yeah. But some healthy food does taste amazing. It's like no, there's definitely. a balance, isn't there? No, definitely. And then what was the other rules as well? I also was meditating and for exercise, I, was, I went for walks, like long walks. To get, like, to the main town, it's, like, 20, 30-minute walk mm. or longer. It depends um, if you're catching, like, a bus. If it's a bus, it might be quicker. It just depends. If you get lost. If you get lost. And I did get lost a lot, which I'm going to explain. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. I went to Lake District to do my dopamine detox. And, um, yeah, those are the rules. And those are the, you know, the goals I had for myself. The aim of being out there was to <sighs> renew my mind. I wanted to be in a position where... You know, that feeling of feeling overwhelmed could, you know, go away and I could um, just feel at peace. I just wanted to feel at peace. I wanted to organise my thoughts. I wanted to organise my life. And I felt like going out there was going to do that for me, which it did. So should I go into, like, um, um, my experience there? Yeah, yeah, by all means. Okay, yeah, so, so, okay, so, okay, so day one, so I filmed this video, which you can find on my channel, but day one was actually very... We'll put a link to your video in the, okay, in the comments yeah. so people can find it. Yeah, because it was actually a very interesting time out there. So day one, I, I arrived quite late. So um, the time I got there, I was like 10, it was like 10.30 p.m. And I was just ready to check in and sleep. So that was day one. I at least checked in and sleep. However, that night I was sleeping, it was so cold. But so cold. There's a theme here. Taffy doesn't like being cold. I don't. The thing, funny, funny thing though, I prefer winter to summer. Because with winter, you can control how warm you want to be. But with summer, you can't. Fans, Taffy, fans. No, fans don't work. <laughs> fans don't work. Aircon. They don't work. They don't, okay, Aircon, if you have like, like, a, like a facility you're building. But, cause we live you, in the UK though. Not many people have Aircon in their houses. Don't. Do you know what it is? Because I thought those Dyson fans that were £500 were Aircons. They're not. Did you know that? They're just like... Are they just like humidifiers? Yeah. I didn't know. So I was, like, was going to buy one at one point. I was like, oh my day, that's, that's not actually a real AC. Um, so... Um, the real ACs are the ones that are set up in like these buildings with the big things in the walls and the water and fans yeah. and everything and tubes and yeah. So I was like, yeah, but I prefer winter. So when I was out there, it was cold that night and it was so cold. It was windy. Um, we could hear the wind, especially um, how the, they built that cabin. I don't know about the rooftop. It basically um, was built a certain way. So when it rains, you could literally hear the rain coming like hard and it sounds very scary i'll be honest I, i'll be honest with you guys i was very scared the first day i was there because it's like the only thing i had was a lock to the door which was just like one key and the, the door was very thin um so and we're in the woods like okay i know there's no bears in the uk from what i know so i was a bit scared that something was going to come and attack me at night to be very honest um but yeah that was day day one when i woke up for day two 
I was feeling excited. I was like, okay, it's the morning time. I at least can see this light. So um, let me, you know, start my day. So I started my day with... So hold on, just going back, you didn't set an alarm clock. You literally just woke up with the sunrise and went from there. Which was beautiful. Because obviously every day I wake up to alarm clocks, I wake up to noise. Or if you live in London and you know how it is... Traffic. (laughs) You wake up to cars, um, traffic, sirens... Everything, like everything. Even before the alarm goes off. Even before the alarm goes off, which is, you know, very sad. Like, and that's why I understand why people live up those sides because it's peaceful. So, um, the first day I woke up was probably one of the best sleeps I've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. Because, like, wow, I woke up, I had no alarm. This was so peaceful. This was so nice. No uh, um, notifications, I have no signal. So, even when I wanted to wake up and check my phone, which I normally do in the morning, which is a bad habit, which is part of the dopamine, um, I couldn't. I had no signal, so I had no notifications. So I was actually clicking Instagram, clicking everything, but everything was just loading, and I kept clicking it. And then at one point, I was, like, losing my mind. I'm like, oh, I have no notifications. <laughs> but then um, I basically... Um, so I, let me just step outside. Let me get some fresh air. So the first thing I did is I went for a walk. I literally went for a walk that morning. I just walked around. I just walked around, saw where everything was, saw where the road was, the area, everything. I just walked around. And as I walked around, I think I was listening to background music. So it was like a meditation for me that morning. Um, took time as well to sit down and meditate as well as just think, process my thoughts. In that time, I was already starting my fasting. So I was hungry, but I felt... I felt at peace. I felt empty, but good emptiness. It was like I've offloaded a lot of like uh, worries and burdens I had that I was thinking about in London. Because before I left, I made sure that I I, I left everything that, you know, there's no responsibilities for me when I get out of there, even though some things did try to chase me, which is another story I'm going to get into. Mm-hmm. So anyway, day one, I was like, great, let me go out, let me experience the town, let me experience everywhere. And then... We hit a milestone. We hit, well, not a milestone, we hit a, a hurdle and I fly my drone and I crash it. Mm-hmm. So I crash my drone. So silly me decides to set off my drone from under a tree. So the drone got caught into a tree, struggled in the tree, fell down, come and hit the concrete. So yeah, that drone was completely destroyed. And I was actually so, so sad because. In my mind, I planned to like get really good content out there. Of course, I wasn't out there to get content, but I was in Lake District. Like, I wanted to capture the mountains. I wanted to capture a lot of stuff, and my drone captured. And I had really good content I already captured that I lost because when the drone smashed, the SD card broke. Even more of an excuse to go back, I think. Literally, Give it six I'll, months, I'll another be, detox. I'll be honest. That day, Take three drones. That day, I was ready to go home. I was like, I need to get this drone sent off. I saw off. that in your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I said, yeah. I need to get this drone sent back off to um, um, Netherlands so they can... I had insurance, which is great, so they can replace it, etc. I don't want to do this no more. I don't have my drone. Then, then, I, then when I got back to the cabin... Oh, the funny thing, when I went to the town as well, nothing was open. What day did you get there? Was it Sunday? I got there on a Monday. So the Tuesday morning afternoon when I was going up to the town after I crashed the drone it was like 1, 2pm and all the shops were closing literally, like, they're like, oh yeah we, we don't do food at this time, only drinks I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you guys don't do food? Like, it's the middle of the day Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone's open till like 3am because it's, it's such a small village 
they actually close early, like most shops, because it's like a village, like everyone lives within the area, you know, like these people who work there, they, they live literally two minutes away from the house, so everyone only works up until like 2pm and then goes home, etc. So I was like, oh my days, like no McDonald's, no nothing. So I had basically no hot food throughout the time I was there, basically, because most of the food that I had to, um, so what I did, I went to a co-op, local co-op, right, and I ended up spending like 30 30 pounds, which was very strange because it's like, why am I spending 30 pounds in co-op when, like, that's that's a lot of money to spend in co-op, like, especially if I was only there for a few days. But I was like, you know what, let me just buy these things. Um, and most of the things I bought were, like, bakery. Um, I had some olives, some cheese, some ham. I had a few Uncle Ben rice. Did yourself, like, a little mezze board? Yeah, I tried to buy a bit of pieces, but... It was tough, and obviously I was already sad because I broke my drone. So when I got back, I just went to sleep that day. I literally just went to sleep. Do you think maybe, though, that the, the drone sounds to me like a bit of a grey area in a dopamine detox? No, definitely. Because it's you, a gadget, isn't no, no, it? No, that's what I'm going to get on to you about. So yeah. in, in my video, you'll see, basically, I was explaining how that moment of me getting back and being sad and feeling like going back to London showed me how much I need to be there. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, look how addicted I am to this dopamine in my life. Like, like technology and gadgets and all. Like, I need to be here because, you know, maybe it was a sign for my drone to break on purpose so I can focus out there. It's, it's normal life now to have all those things. Yeah. But it's not normal when you think about it. Like, you go back to, like, I don't know, 10, 20, 50, 100 years ago. Yeah. Technology wasn't a thing. We didn't have it. You'd wake up with the sun. You'd find food. You'd sleep. You'd... Mm-hmm spend time with friends or family yeah. even taking it right back to like cavemen days even literally it's true and, and none of this thing existed and now we literally live our lives around it it's great do you know what it is I think obviously I'm not, I'm not Gen Z I'd be a millennial millennial because the Gen Z did it etc I, I was born in 95 so I did I was I did grow up in a time where you know a lot of technology was you know being birthed mm-hmm. um, and I think I just got accustomed to it over the years like even my generation like a lot of us are on social media, <clears throat> using these things. The generation before me, like a decade before, most people are not. Like, the people I've known from, like, five, ten years ago or longer at a more senior age than me, they don't use these stuff because they're so used to not using it. So I feel like how the generation has changed and technology and the world has evolved, you know, it's just obviously getting worse. Like, it's just in your face. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like right now, it's like if I was to have a child, they'll grow into all of this technology. Like, they're going to grow up having all of these gadgets and things. That's and what freaks me out more is where yeah. it's going, not where we're at now, no, but where it's going to be definitely. in another 20 years. It is crazy. I think, I think Elon Musk said um, we should be... Um, one thing to be very afraid about is um, AI more than anything. He, he always says a bunch of things, but like I understand how it can be a danger. Right now, you know, how technology has evolved alone has, you know, caused, you know... Um, you know, divorces, it's caused, you know, arguments and relationships, you know, family breakouts and a lot of things like crimes and, you know, with, with just how the world has evolved. Like, people have got bullied online and, you know, have, have unfortunately, you know, committed suicide or et cetera. So it's, it's something that has played a big part on today's generation and affected a lot of people's mental health. So that's why when I was out there, I was like, you know what, I need to be here. That's why the following day when I woke up, I said, no, I'm going to take this dopamine detox very seriously. So I think that day, 
I went out to the one of the local um, um, rivers, which was Nair Mountain, and it was just a great view because I, I was I was by a bench, literally where there was no one around me, and I literally took out my notepad um, and you know everything I had at that time and just started planning and writing all my thoughts, you know, meditating and really taking time to think of what is that I actually really want. And then I broke it down in like four categories, which symbolize different areas of my life. So I broke down four categories, which was my faith, which is like the most important thing to me. Um, you know, I like to center my life around my relationship that I have with God. For me, that's the center of everything because once I prioritize that, I feel like everything else just, you know, happens smoothly. And then next I'd say my relationships. So obviously, you know, the people around me, community is big for me. Like I honestly, I'm big on community. Like I love people. I love people. I love friends. I love family. And that was something that was like my next top, top priority. Um, after that, I believe I said my health, obviously like health is wealth but as well as taking care of my, my body. Like, I understand that if in order for me to be the best version of myself, I need to be fit, I need to be healthy, I need to, you know, eat the right things, you know, take care of myself, etc. cetera. Um, and that's, you know, something that I started planning. And then lastly, my career. And then for my career, the reason why it was the least, because when I researched the definition of what career was, it's, it, I think it came along the lines of... Um, uh, somebody who's paid for a significant time or period of their life, etc. So it was more just like just having, you know, a, a salary or a wage for a certain period of a person's life. So I'm just like, I don't need to do this for that then. I can do this or etc. that. And that's when I started working backwards and planning everything. So when it came to my, my faith, I was like, okay, what can I do to help my faith? Okay, I can meditate more. I can take more time to meditate, more time to be focused. Even when I get back to busy, noisy London, I need to make sure that I take out time just to have time for myself to think, to really process my thoughts. Cool, that was that. When it came to relationships, I'm like, okay, I definitely can spend more time reaching out to people, speaking to people, seeing how I can genuinely help people and, you know, you know, cause impacts in their life, if that makes sense. Um, so I was like, I definitely want to, you know, prioritise how I look after people and treat people from now on. And then after when it came to my health, that was a lot. That was, you know, like left, right, centre. I was getting punched, you know, by by myself, you know, correcting myself, like, okay, Taffy, you got to, you know, stop eating certain things. you got to start, you know, doing certain things to take care of yourself. Um, otherwise, you'll die. <laughs> Especially because, like, I'm, I, I've been asthmatic since I was a child. However, it's very controlled and it's improved over the years because of the health benefits I've, you know, had from, you know, doing certain things like the water challenge or exercising or being vegan for a period of time. So I understood that these are the things that I should still keep doing and just and not just stop doing it just because you saw some results. And then lastly, with Korea, that's when it was like, you know, because Korea is like one of the biggest things people focus on every day because it's like your day to day life. And for me, I felt like my career was starting to become very passive where I was just doing things because it's easy to be proactive, especially as a guy like you can, you know, pick up this or that and go and get something done. But I feel like I was in a position where I was just like very passive towards what I was doing, which is obviously running the print company at the time and 
coming in, getting T-shirts done, printing stuff, but it was becoming very passive and I wasn't really enjoying it and I was starting to fall out of passion for it, especially because I was doing it for eight years. I started when I was 17 and I'm 27 now. So I was like, yeah, I'm tired of this. Um, so, th- so when I was out in Lake District, I started planning everything. I was like, so as well as everything I did to take care of my faith or uh, relationships or uh, um, 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 f- my health, I said, let me start planning what I could, what it could look like potentially if I had changed my career. Did you focus on timings for your career as well? And by yeah. that, I mean how many hours per day you put towards that? Because like yeah. you said, it is something that is our day-to-day. You yeah. spend the majority of your life at work with yeah. the people you work with. Of course. Um, and that is a large chunk of everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. And that can be, when, especially when you work for yourself, yeah. you're in control of your hours. So is that something you sat down and you were like, right, I'm only going to work between these hours and these hours and I need to be strict on that so that yeah. I have time to meditate, to exercise, to spend time with my yes, family? Yes, yes. Um, so some Something I used to do before that was a really good habit that I stopped, but I started again recently, was just scheduling, like scheduling throughout the day. So it's like, um, obviously you can use Google Calendar or just normal calendar, any calendar on your phone. And I scheduled all of my appointments throughout the day. So it was like from in the morning, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. Well, firstly, from the time you sleep, it's really important to get a certain, a good amount of sleep. So I'm going to be in bed physically by 10 p.m. or 10.30 latest so I can be knocked out by 11 p.m. So I can be up by 6 p.m., um, 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And then from 7 a.m., I'm going to go out to the gym or go for a walk. And then from there, I'm going to come back. I'm going to have a shower. Then I'm going to have breakfast at 8 a.m. Then at 9 a.m., I'm going to start work. Then at 12 p.m., I'm going to take a break, have some lunch. Then at 1 p.m., I did that on purpose because I feel like when you do that, it puts you in a position where you can become more self-disciplined. And not only that, it becomes a habit naturally to a point where you're just doing it. Like, that's, there, was a, there was a point I was just doing it. I didn't need the kind of thing. But I got out of routine because I was starting to live life more passively. Like, I was caring about what time I wake up, not, not, not caring about what time I woke up, not caring about what time I finished, just working any hours, any time, any day, just working like a dog. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to stop all of that. I'm going to start being more disciplined, plan my day, structure my day, make goals, make plans of exactly what I want to do. Um, and that was great because you would set time, obviously, for friends, family, for food, for meditation, for whatever time you want. And that was the, the best decision I could make for myself. And I've seen great results. It's been a, what, um, a few weeks, probably been like a month or two now since I've gone on my dopamine detox. And honestly, I feel so different. Like I definitely came back with a new mindset and new mentality. And it really changed my perspective towards things now. Now, when I speak to people, I'm like, no, follow your passion. Like, for, no, follow your passion. Because obviously people say the expression, oh, but passion doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It I, can if you do it right. Yeah, it can if you do it right. But okay, if, let's, 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 let's break it down. Let's, be, let's go into specifics, right? Let's say that your passion was, I don't know, to be a, a cook, right? Or a chef. You want to start making your own food and selling it online or whatever, right? If you don't start it, you'll firstly never know. You will never know, like how much people might like your food. You never know how much it might sell or how well it can do. Do you get it? For example, like, if you're in a position where you're already working, okay, yeah, don't just stop your nine to five and just go in something like that. Especially if you've got responsibilities where you've got bills and things you've got to take care of. You've got to make a smart decision and, and time it. Like, when I, the good thing about me is that I started when I was 17. 
I was in my mum's house. Like, I could make those mistakes. Of course, I'm 27. I live, I live, you know, by myself, well, with the missus, but I have responsibilities, I have bills, I have these things now. So how I make decisions are very calculated. Let's say, like, now me setting up this new business of mine, the, the digital marketing agency we're, we're going to talk about, I had to plan in advance. I'm like, okay, cool. This is what I want to do, so I need to make sure that I make X amount of cash so my minimum expenses are taken care of and I can pursue my passion. That makes sense. But it's all about planning. Like you, 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 a lot of people do go into business blindsided, um, blindsided and that's why they say the stats show that most businesses fell within the first two years. But this is why it's really important to, you know, listen to podcasts like this or go, you know, and get yourself a mentor or go and get proper education you need to go start off. Doesn't mean you have to be like a specialist before you go start something. No, but... It's general it, knowledge though, yeah, isn't it? It's setting knowledge, yourself up with a base. General knowledge, planning, organising yourself, you know what I mean? Just planning it. When I first started the printing business, I was 17. I only made like £50 a month when I first started, you know, which I was sharing before. And... It was all right. I was 17 and I was living at my mum's house, so it wasn't too bad. But I think as I started getting older, I was like, okay, I, I want to start making a bit more money now because I want to start buying things for myself and this and et cetera and going out and et cetera. So that's when I was like, all right, what plan can I make that can put me in a position to make this amount of money I need? That makes sense. And it's all about planning. Like you, you set yourself, like, if you do like a business plan or these new business canvases or all of these type of ways to you know, build these systems in your business and you actually make a structure and plan, it's possible. It actually is possible. And, and you'll figure out, it's like, for example, like I was saying before, um, there was a time I was in business and I did like 11K in a month, right? Like uh, with printing, with the printing business, right? I did like 11k in sales one month. It was like all oh, great business, all by myself, running that business by myself, right? And that was a very tough month because the responsibility that came behind making 11k was a lot. That makes sense, and it wasn't something that I really enjoyed. However, there's some projects that I worked on that I probably only made quarter of that, so like three, four grand. But I enjoyed it so much. Like, I, that's, that's when I tell people, like, I'd rather be happy and do something that will pay me less right now. Obviously, with the goal that it's going to pay me more in the future. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather take the opportunity. Most people, they're so focused on normality today. Like, oh, no, it's best just to have uh, a job because it's safe and secure and you have stability. And then, yeah, okay, but you'll be working for the rest of your life. I think there's you know two sides to that, isn't there? Because yeah. it's not just... If you're self-employed, yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. That is a part of it as well. Yeah. But it's like it's any job, isn't it? Like yeah. you'd rather have, I mean, I personally would, would rather work a job that I enjoy yeah. than I would work a job I hate and earn 10 times the money. Yeah. Because you, like we've just established, you spend most of your time at work, you know? Exactly. And I think when you look back at it, you know, it's, for me, it's all about, like, for them, there's nothing wrong with working. You can work full time. Like there's some people that are great assets to a lot of great organizations out there. Great assets. Like, I've, I've been a great asset to some companies I've worked with over the years. And I've seen the impact I've made being there. But it's about what do you want? Like, what, what is it that you want? Is it that you want to set up your own, own organization? You want to set up this project of yours, this venture? Then go do it. Because the, the, the moment you're there and you're working tirelessly, you've got to remember, your jobs will always be there. There's always going to be jobs there. Well, the way the economy is now, they're saying that uh, most people, I think they even showed um, 
uh, like a good percentage of people got fired from certain organizations like all these um, new tech companies and stuff but there's always opportunities but even when you think about that you want to look at the stats of how people have lost their jobs recently most of them have been from more olden industry jobs because of how technology hasn't evolved so like there's certain technology now that can basically um you know like like we have like local as in Tesco's like you can literally walk in to certain stores now scan products and just walk out yeah. like i think amazon go yeah saw that so it's like there there there's less need for certain physical employees these days so most businesses are becoming more digital and advancing so this is how i saw it. i was like i need to be in a position where i figure out how to set up a business online more digital especially cuz i've always been into the creative stuff you know for years if if you've been following my journey for years you would have seen that i've been making content for a very very long time like my own videos have been in and on and off on youtube you know making my own content for my print business as well as for others and etc and throughout that time i've gained a lot of skills cuz remember when i started i had i didn't know nothing i learned how to use adobe creative cloud photoshop illustrator premiere pro indesign all of these softwares self taught by myself like i didn't go to you no know, um college or university to learn these things these are things that i've learned over the years just just watching youtube or which is free by the way mm-hmm. you know what i mean or um you know or or if you want to take on on a course like on like udemy or skillshare or whatever it is like you can also do that um but like you you can literally i think what i've learned in the last few years especially is being in the position where you can create value for yourself and making yourself an asset because it's like with all the skills i've gained in the last 8 years i know there's no way for me to be unemployed because i have so many skills that i can work in so many different industries however i look at it as i could work in all these industries or i can use all these skills and set up my own organization what i find fascinating is yeah. that with all of your education that you've got and all yeah. of the years experience you've got yeah even though your passions are changing you're mm-hmm. still keeping to your roots of overcomers Yes, yes, Which yes. Which I think is brilliant because yes. like we were just talking about passions and how passions don't pay and all of that kind of thing but to a certain extent they do and you're even yeah. though your career path is changing you're yeah. keeping your printing heart with you of course, of and course. your passion project of overcomers. Yeah. So you're using your past experience even though that's not your core business anymore mm-hmm. you're still utilizing that to change people's lives in a way and no, to build definitely. your own personal brand. So how do you plan on keeping overcomers? You're relaunching it, right? Yeah, so with overcomers um I took a pause on it <clears throat> only because um just before my dopamine detox I, there was a lot of things I was trying to you know wrap up in a time of you know setting up the new organization and etc so I put on pause and I felt like I needed to because there was a lot of customers and there was there was an audience that I wasn't reaching that I was trying to reach um and I think that I did that to myself because of how I commercialized the brand the brand was never commercialized at first mm-hmm. the brand was literally something that was my lifestyle I did the water challenge people joined it and from there I was wearing my own merch people was like oh wow this is a great thing of become a lifestyle I want to be part of it so that's why I'm going back to those roots of it um because it's like stuff like the dopamine detox is the practices and the and the things I'm trying to show people like it's important to go on a deep dopamine detox it's it's, it's important to understand that you're human firstly and you do go through 
tough times, you can go through mental health issues, etc. And stuff like the dopamine detox is good to do. Like it, it's not promoted much online. You won't hear like you know you know your favorite celebrity is saying, oh yeah, I did um, a dopamine detox. You know, I was on social media. No, you just see them posting. Every time they Yeah, my favourite one is when people post, like, I'm logging off for the night. I'm like, why do you feel the need to tell everyone you're logging off? Just you know turn the phone off. Do you know what I mean? Just, like, that's what <laughs> really I Really annoys me. That's what I said. And for me, I think I've always wanted to be in a position where do it first and then show the results after. Because that's, it, that's not just, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but that's not like just dopamine detox. That's anything in life, yeah, isn't it? Like with, yeah. with work, with relationships, anything. Rather than be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, do it. Yeah. And then be like, I've done this. Exactly. And it's more effective. Because that's what happened. I'll be honest, I was that person. You can say you're going to do a million things. It doesn't yeah. mean you actually will. No, literally, I was that person. At one point, I was saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna... And I wasn't doing it. So that was another thing where I was like, I need to do this dopamine detox because I didn't want to be in a position where I can't even keep to my, I can't keep my, to my own word. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to tell no one. My wife knew and then I went off and did it. When I got back, I was like, oh, wow. Wow, Taffy was in the mountains. Like, whoa, what's this about? He, he hiked. He went on a hike. Like, you know what I mean? He did it. Like, I was like, yeah, I did that. And, um, you know, and, and it's so great because since then, there's so many things I've been working on these last few weeks that nobody knows, knows about. Like, I know a lot of people will, like, watch and try, you know, see what's going on. And, I mean, but I, I like where I am now where I have this type of privacy but still... I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable towards people and show them, you know, I'm normal just like you. We can go through these same things and there's ways to come out of it. There's ways to benefit from setting up a new business, etc. So with Overcomer, the launch is going to be soon. I can't say a date yet because there's still a lot of things I'm organising. Um, but it's going, to be, it's going to be really nice. Like how I'm going to be setting up is going to be like um, a community slash organisation where, you know, we're going to have the merchandise still there but we're going to be doing more challenges and more, you know, experiments. Who knows? We might be going on a hike together soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because I, I, when I went on um, Dopamine Detox, people saw that video and everyone's like, oh, Taffy, and like, when are you going again? Like, I want to go, I want to I wanna do um, a hike as well, etc. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do Organize it. Organise that little retreat, yeah. No, definitely. That's the plan. It's, it's Obviously, it can be very dangerous. That's why I need to make sure it's organised properly because I don't want anyone... Hire a guide, maybe. Don't leave them up yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to work with, like, an organisation that um, it can be organised properly. We can have, like, some concert, fo- concert forms or site and, you know, everyone's safe. <laughs> In case anything happens, everyone has, like, some type of liability or insurance or... <laughs> yeah, because it is dangerous, if you, especially if you don't have the proper gear. So that's going to be... for come. That's really exciting, but it's something that will probably be into 2023. Um, this year, I'm just trying to wrap up, organise, plan, you know, you know, all of these things, especially with this new business now. So with the whole digital marketing agency and how that came about. Um, like I was saying, I was always into, like, you know, making content over the years. And, you know, with the print thing, it's like I've gained so much education, you know. And I was already starting to make content on that. So educational videos on how to start a T-shirt business. The video we did, actually, on um, the best heat presses to buy, I think that's almost on 800 views. Which is really good on a, a channel that literally only has like forty subscribers. Organic like, as well. Yeah, it's all organic. Like I didn't run no ads, nothing. Like that's um, that, and I think there was another one where I put how to start a t-shirt business. It's like on four thousand views now, something like that. So I think a lot of it comes down to who 
is talking like yeah. the fact that it's you making the videos like yeah. we were saying before how you've gone from print business success to already having inquiries for your new business despite yeah, yeah. not launching it yet oh, yes, people yes, know yes. you and people trust you and I think the whole personal branding side of things mm. really helps in that perspective do, do you think for, for people that might be listening and thinking in 2023 they're gonna launch a new business they're going to level up the business they've got they're going to expand try something new any of the possibilities Mm -hmm. how important do you think it is for people to put themselves in front of the camera and to actually show their audience their customers Mm -hmm. who they are what they do and to have that personal branding rather than just the product obviously i know it's business dependent it depends on the goal the product but would you say that's an important element of like business success yes definitely um you know, I'll say as I was saying to you guys, like over the last eight years, you know, I've been running the business by myself for most of the time, and you know, even though I was using like a, a name, you know, Print Press Pro, that was the name, that was the page, that was the Facebook, that was the website, etc. Most clients who came to me came to me through referrals, which was was which was um, eighty ninety percent of the time, and most of these people who came through referrals is because people told them about me. Like, oh, Taffy's a great guy. Taffy's so nice. He's great with his customer services. So everyone knew me behind the camera. Like, everyone knew me from behind the scenes, the computer, the laptop, etc. Well, not behind the camera, more behind the scenes, like, you know, emailing them, sorting out their orders, etc. However, when it came to me come behind the camera, I never knew how much people were, you know, ready to receive me. So when I made that first video on the whole how to start a t-shirt business and all that stuff. Was that your first ever piece to camera video? Yeah, literally that I put out like as an educational video and when that did like 4,000 views, I was like, oh, wow. People really like it, especially on TikTok, like the videos did really, really well. I was making some Overcomer content around that time. They're getting thousands of views, thousands of views. The drone shots on Overcomer was good though. I mean, that was, yeah. yeah. Those, Those videos, I was like, oh, wow, people are really liking my stuff. So for me, more than ever now, I'm like, okay, so now I'm gonna prioritize my personal brand. And when I was 17, 18, I did have a stage where I was going through personal branding. But I was very young at that time and very naive towards the media. And you changed so much as well in that period. I changed so much since then. So now, where I'm at now, I'm much more older. You know, I have a lot of education, you know, behind me and things I've learned over the last eight years. So it's like, now I'm just talking about, you know, things I know. It's, it's very easy for me. I feel like for any of you out there now that want to start like a, you know, digital business or any business at all where you feel like you need to build a personal brand... Yes, it's very, very effective because most people who buy into businesses is because they buy into you, firstly. So you want to make sure that you keep, you know, yourself, you know, having good credibility with your clients, your customers, and just keep building that personal brand. Like, um, it could be stuff from showing, like, your human side, from you just being normal, like myself going on dopamine detoxes, um, to you working hard and showing your business side of things and your business acumen and your entrepreneurship skills and all of those things. Like, it's just showing people you as a person and showing them, you know, what you're worth. You know, like, I've clearly um, proven myself again and again over the years on the skills I have in graphic design or in videography or in uh, business and printing and etc so like you said earlier it's like because I've been doing so many things over the years and you know I've built like you know momentum and credibility with a lot of people it's like oh wow Taffy's starting this now no problem we're going to support him because I've built that you know relationship with people and that personal brand without even knowing now I'm more focused on it I'm going to be more in front of 
on the camera, like now. <laughs> and um, and um, basically, you know, doing more interviews, more talks, more going out and seeing and people and public speaking, etc. Not only that this is um, beneficial for you, let's say financially, but it's actually great for you internally. Like it builds your confidence. You know, it makes you more of an enthusiastic person, more um, you know, outgoing, etc. And it's it's really it's really good overall because you really do see results from it, and it makes you generally. I personally love it. Like, because this is just me being me. Like. Many YouTubers who make videos over the years and say, oh, you know, you know, I went away for for a while because I just felt like I wasn't myself. I realized there was a period of time during the YouTube scene where a lot of people were making content, but they were trying to be like someone else mm -hmm. and not be like themselves. So I would also say just be yourself as much as you can, because if you're yourself, it's easy just to be yourself throughout your day to day activities. That leads so, me on, actually. To, yeah. That's a really good point. That leads me into asking. I was going to ask you what advice you'd give to people who are thinking about putting themselves in front of the camera, because it is something that I think heading into 2023 for businesses, people are going yeah. to have to do more of, yeah. regardless of what industry we're in. But I think especially in our industry, the print industry, yes. the media industry, um, there's a there's a demand for it. And mm -hmm. if you've never done it before and it's not what you're naturally comfortable with, mm -hmm. it can be quite overwhelming. Like a lot of printers are behind the camera, they're behind the heat press, they're not promoting the brand on social media their yeah. customers do that for them or you know the marketing team do that for them or if you're a one-man band it must be quite yeah. overwhelming so when you first started in front of the camera what would you what advice would you give people who are thinking oh I really should start doing that but I don't think yeah. I can or I don't think I've got it in me no definitely definitely you you can do it like anybody can do it I feel like if you, your thing is like confidence or not knowing what to say is that's why it's really important to script so, like, now that I've set up this digital marketing agency, well, more digital media agency, and specialising in, like, videography, marketing, etc., I would say, firstly, as soon as you buy, like, the gear and stuff, and even with the gear, don't worry about getting, like, the most expensive things. Like, you can just get something. iPhone's even good enough. Like some I was going to say, you yeah. can start filming social yeah. content on, a, like, most phone cameras yeah, so are most, most phones are, like, great quality like um so do you have to worry about that but i think the main thing is about scripting if you literally plan what you're gonna say it makes it easier to record because literally when i was recording the video i even put out um today i literally scripted it and even if you take pauses because like the camera is not gonna like you're not gonna upload the, the raw footage you're not going to upload the mistakes you you're going to chop up the video you can always remember that that's what editing's for so just make as much mistake. Like it's, nobody's watching you live, recording. Does that make sense? So it's like you can just record all your content, chop it up, edit it. You know, make it as nice as you want to make it. Add you know captions or lights or, like, or filters, etc. Whatever you want to do. Um, if 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 it is that you don't want to physically do that, you can always hire like a company like myself to come and assist you, or any videographers out there. Like you can work with like companies on 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 Fiverr. Like that can help you get some content done. They can come down and support you, design um, animations, logos for you, etc. So you're going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to echo your point about the scripting. I would yeah. say that something that we always do when we do live videos is yeah. even if we just script like the first five minutes, hmm. by doing that, you kind of it gets you because you, you know everything mm -hmm. about your product. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing that, wouldn't be your business. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you script the first five minutes, it kind of takes that 
no sort of unknown out of it because yeah. you get you, you get yourself going and then after that point you can normally just keep going and you only like bullet points or something a loose structure because mm-hmm. you're like you, your brain's going and you've kind of gone yeah. from thinking about being in front of the camera to just thinking about your products at that point as well no it's true so like so like scripting like it, a lot of people think it's like not that important and it's very underrated but it's so important like especially like for my videos that are like 15 20 30 minutes like you don't want to be saying a bunch of waffle like you really want to be making sure that you plan what you're saying you yeah i would say as well as it's i like to script in the way i talk yeah so that's another thing. Like you could don't put like paragraph. If you're gonna do, don't do paragraphs and yeah. paragraphs because no one talks in paragraphs. No one talks in paragraphs. Talk, yeah. People you talk. Well, maybe in, I do. <laughs> maybe yours is like yeah. an, uh, writing a book every time you yeah. do a video. <laughs> yeah. But you, if you write in like short sentences and things yeah. in a way you would yeah. actually talk, or or spell words out in a way you say them rather yeah. than the way they look, it's easier for, to follow them that way. No, definitely. No, it is. I think how I how I script now is that I do it because well, I'm I'm into the storytelling as well. Mm-hmm. So how I script is that I would have like the intro, which is always an intro, and then the beginning, which is basically showing the result first. I would show the result at the beginning because yeah. I feel like people like let's say the title is especially when you're making videos on on YouTube, whatever it is, it's, it's a lot of clickbait. So you, let's say it's like um, how to set up a podcast studio. Or the best podcast studio set up. And then you basically want to... Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. But you want to show the results straight away. Because people want to see, oh, what, 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 what did they do? Like, you have to hook them in in the first between yeah, like five in. and 15 seconds and you know then go into it. Most of it is clickbait. Like YouTube, TikTok, all of these applications, like most of it is clickbait. Um, the best way, the best heat, like the video did, the best heat presses in the UK, wherever it is to buy. Like, that video is on, like, 800 views with no marketing at all. Most people struggle to get even 10 views on YouTube when they start, first start up. So it's, like, clickbait is very important, um, how you structure it. And then throughout the video, I'll show, like, moments where there's, like, it looks like, you know, things are going wrong. Because that's, like, just part of the story. And then I'll show a point of things going better. And then, the, you know, then the moral of the whole thing of what I was trying to explain. It's literally that story. It's, like, what we learned in school like the whole storytelling and you know what was the more of the story etc so yeah that's what i say of that um so yeah pretty much overall i'd say just pick up the camera and and start <laughs> you know what i mean don't be afraid like i think once you start making videos and see results it'll give you momentum to make more and more and more and that's what it was for me i was like yeah i'm gonna make some more videos everyone's loving my videos i'm getting so much interactions with different people i don't even know and you know that's what makes it feel good and then you know you start doing it especially and that's the enjoyment part of it like don't focus on getting paid like when you when it comes to personal branding straight away because people need to get to know you i remember there was a time i emailed like so many schools and i'm like yeah i'm an entrepreneur i like to come speak at a school i wasn't getting no bookings no one was booking me because it's like who are you you know what i'm saying um all due respect like like they don't know who you are. So it's like you'd want to build your personal brand. And how you do that is by building leverage. Do a few talks at schools for free. You know, you know, reach out to companies like Target Transfer and be like, can I come on your podcast and talk about my business? And through that, you're going to build leverage. And then, you know, people see your work and, you know, you'll get more comfortable on camera. You'll build your personal brand. People will know, you'll make a name for yourself. And yeah. 
I think it's worth noting as well that the first video that people mm-hmm. make doesn't have to go live. It doesn't. If you pick up, like you said, just pick up the camera. Mm-hmm. If you make one, two, ten videos, mm-hmm. you don't have to post any of them, but you'll get better every video you make. So. Do you know what's so even funny about that? <laughs> Till today, I make mistakes. Like Oh, everyone does. No, but I make crazy mistakes where I've recorded like a half an hour video and I have to record it again and again. And again, that literally happened to me in the last few days. The lighting was off, the camera wasn't focused again and again and again. And this is why, like, it's okay. Just record, record, put the camera, record, do what you got to do. And then the whole editing process is, is what is going to save the video and make it better. Honestly, if I sh- there's so many videos I've made. If I can sit down with you guys and show you, oh, yep, that's a mistake, that's a mistake. Till now, there's always going to be mistakes in your video, but it's like, Obviously, your, your goal is you're going to try and perfect it all the time, but you shouldn't be worried about making mistakes, especially when you first start. Like, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But the main aim is for you to build more skills, more um, confidence and all of that stuff. Yeah, so, I think it's about being honest as well. Like you yeah. said, just be yourself, even if you are a little bit shy on camera. Yeah. Talk to your customers and just it's be like, like oh, first shy. video, a little bit, you know. It's, yeah, it's no, just about it. being you, isn't it? Yeah, it's all authentic. Like, be authentic, be your authentic self, you know. And honestly, you, you, doing it that way, you'll grow organically. Some people some people have confidence, but they, there's this saying, it's like, fake it till you make it. Like, I know a lot of people who've tried to live a certain lifestyle to make it look like they're doing really well. But that's what sells. Because people will see them like, oh my days, this person's got all of these things. They must be doing well. Follow, follow, like, like, engaged. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> if you've got a confidence and you want to be that person, you could. But me personally, I like to be my authentic self. I like to show people the struggles. That's why I wiped my Instagram within the last year where I had like 1,500 followers. I've removed about 1,200. I have, have like 300 and something followers left because I had a lot of accounts that were inactive, a lot of accounts that I don't work with or I don't know, or I don't speak to, etc. And it was just a lot of low engagement. So I was like, let me reset it. Yeah, I think the world is changing in terms of what people look for as well. Like I know personally, when I look at things on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, yeah. things like that, you can see through the fake glamorous lifestyle oh, now. Definitely. And it's gone one of two ways. Half the people take it to the extreme yeah. and call out the really OTT mm-hmm. fake um, promoting gurus. genuinely gurus. well. Yeah, gurus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other part yeah. is just people being genuine, which is why we always yeah. tell our customers when you're talking to people, just be honest, be yeah, transparent, be genuine. Be Because um, if you try and do, oh, yeah, we're selling loads of these T-shirts and then you get a big order and you can't handle it, then you're going to look silly. No, literally, literally. Um, But if you go the other way and go, oh, please buy, you know, please buy my product, you know, you have to ask people to buy it. But at the end of the day, there's a, you just have to be completely honest about oh, what on, you're doing. Even with that, um, why personal brand is so important because I feel like I lost a lot of opportunities because of how I set up the company I made it look like we are this big organization that has thousands of employees and etc without the personal approach when it's the personal approach it's like people it's like they feel sorry for you but not sorry for you it's more like I want to support this small business because I know they're an individual like they ain't got like seven employees and all of these things and etc and i i tend to notice that like when i when i was um starting to tell people like oh it's just me this is my business oh really yeah man you can work with me i, I think people expect you to be more available as well mm-hmm. because obviously when it's like a whole organization it's like oh you guys are probably busy you know i don't think i don't think have to wait three yeah, weeks probably have to yeah. wait have to probably email like 10 people to you know <sighs> i'll just go to this small business 
you'll be surprised how many people small, um, support small businesses and individuals because it's like, wow, this is a new business. It's like, let's say there was like a, um, a new hairdresser or a barbershop next to your house. And you didn't mind, like, because some people have a thing of, oh, I'm not using my hairdresser or my barber. But let's say you're a person that didn't mind and that was a new shop. You would automatically start going there because, like, oh my days, I'm gonna save my t- save so much time just going to the hairdressers or barbershop right next to me, and you know I'm gonna build a relationship with this person. I'll be able to cut my hair all the time and close or corner shop or local business. It, it just what makes life easier for you. Most people just want convenience. If you can make people's life more convenient, they will invest in you. That's the thing. So yeah. That's that's great. I mean, I completely agree with that. Yeah. It kind of echoes a lot of the same things that yeah. our other customers that have come on the podcast are talking about. Is that yeah. it's the way that they support their community and the fact that they're by being a positive force locally, they're mm-hmm. finding they're getting more and more business because people like people like saying referrals, yeah. like you're saying a little bit earlier on, is that yeah, people were saying you need to go and work with Taffy, and we've seen that a lot. Is that mm-hmm. That you can't um, underestimate geography and referral business because even in the digital age like it is, it's still it's still massive because people are like, okay, well, if something goes wrong, I know that I can just I can contact them. They could come and they could come and fix it today. No, definitely. Like, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, relationships I've built over the years. Honestly, like some of the best relationships I've had have been through business. You know, I've I've met people from years ago when they first started and, you know, I helped them set up their business and it's doing really well today. And some of us have built built like a proper relationship and you know, you know, that's where it becomes like a real community and a real family, um, today. And I think like for me throughout the whole years is just me being, you know, my sincere, honest self, you know, me being transparent with my customers. I remember even times I was making mistakes in business and um, I remember there was a Christmas period a few years ago where it was a good, it was a good, decent month. I, I made a couple grand, but then, you know, we weren't going to start production until January, right? So I spent some of the profits, you know, I was thinking, okay, cool, yeah, I can spend some of the profits, you know, it's Christmas, etc. January comes now, um, the suppliers update their websites, the stock is all out of stock until summer, so, like, I've spent some of the profits and the stock for the order is literally out of stock and I need to tell the customer that. Now, I could have easily just been like, oh, you know, uh, we've ordered the hoodies, but, you know, this, I could have lied. Like, I could have lied, but with, with the my values and, you know, the integrity that I, I you, know, you know, practice, I, you know, chose to be honest. You know, the customer's upset. Don't get it twisted. They were upset, but... They've respected me for being honest. I was like, I'll be honest, I spent some of the you know, money during Christmas period, um, but I'm going to get that money to you. You know, I'm sorry about this. They were upset, but they understand. I think the, the, the upper hand I had is that I was young at the time. I was probably like 19 or something. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you will forgive me. But like, it's really important to be transparent. Like, even when you're in like the worst, you can be in the mud, you can be in the worst position. But if you do not commun- communicate, it's the worst. It, it doesn't help to go to bed when you have things that you need to sort out when you especially when you really have things that you've got to sort out in business like whatever business it's a new business or old business you really need to be truthful and to speak or communicate with whoever you got to communicate because you'd be surprised like there was a time I was on my face I reached out to, to some friends of mine and the people I least expected they put together some cash and supported me 
you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, I'm just like, okay, so, like, don't feel like there's no way out of certain situations as well, because I feel like some people, when they're in, in business, whatever it is, they feel like, ah, I, I don't know how I'm getting out of this situation. Yeah, I, I feel like you need to do that, though. I think a lot yeah. of people go into business, they listen to all these podcasts, which is great, they prepare mm-hmm. themselves, they plan, they do everything they're supposed to do, they do yeah. it all right. And something's still going to go wrong. You're still going to hit a hurdle. You're still going to muck up mm-hmm. at some point. And you just have to do it. There's no avoiding that. There's no avoiding And it. the sooner you do it, the sooner you're going to make and learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can prepare yourself as best possible. And yeah. like I said, listen to podcasts like this. Learn from people like yourselves who have been there, who have done it. Yep. But you are going to make your own mistakes. Every business, every person. You're only human. Yeah. Funny story. I just remembered now as well. There was a lady... She, if she's watching this now, mm-hmm. hi. <laughs> we're talking was, print shop time, right? This is when you were running yeah, print press race. Okay. From my previous episode, there was a lady that came through um, um, to join the program. Oh, uh, yeah. off of the first from, podcast yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. she literally said she watched the, 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 the interview and she joined the program. So, like, I just... better be watching episode two. <laughs> I hope so. And I've been trying to reach out to you, so please contact me if you can, because I, I, I can't find her... She went missing. She did. She just went missing. I hope she's okay. She, oh you mean, no! You mean like you couldn't contact her? You mean yeah? I've, missing, I, I, like, I've contacted her uh, multiple. No, <laughs> Police no, report. Well, both. I, I I do miss her. And I, no, when I say missing, like um, I've contacted her. I haven't heard anything from her for for months now. I've constantly I've sent a few emails. I hope you're okay. If you're watching this, please reach out to me. I want to assist you starting up your printing business because she wanted to set up a, a t-shirt printing business, but um, um. I remember she's in her senior age, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, great, let's let's yeah. go for it." So um, she did pay a deposit, yeah. but she she never got back to me for months, and she hasn't s- since then. And I've tried to reach out to her, and I really hope she's okay. Honestly, now I hope she's. We'll okay. soon find out after this episode drops yeah, if Tuffy's okay. mystery customer M- maybe, returns. Maybe, maybe we'll make a part three with her. You know, setting up. Her, <laughs> we'll invite her on as well. <laughs> yeah, setting up her 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 t-shirt business. But yeah, brilliant. Well, I. I think that's everything I wanted to cover today. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think there's a lot of value in that for everyone that's listening today. Mm. Um, anyone that wants to hear more from Taffy, should, well, one, they should subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yes. Make sure you follow along. Cause he's, like I said, he's got lots of interesting stuff coming up. It'll a be all, all over Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to hear about the very beginnings of his journey, go back and listen to episode. I'm not sure what episode it was, but we'll put a link in the the uh, bio section so mm-hmm. you can find the first episode that he came and did mm-hmm. and talked about his um, ups and downs of starting a, a print shop. Yep. Um, there's lots of interesting stories there, um, but it was really really great for you coming back and telling us more about how you've been getting on over the last sort of four or five months. No, definitely, I appreciate it, and thank you for having me. Um, yeah. We're definitely going to have you back on. I think with um, everything you're doing now, with like your videography side no, and definitely. all of that, we're gonna. I'm looking forward to seeing where you take that because we all know yeah. that when Taffy puts his mind to something, mm-hmm. it's pretty I'm, damn cool. I'm, I'm happy you guys say that. It honestly makes me feel um, good about myself. I think when I hear comments like that, because I don't get much uh, praise for the you know the work I do, but um, when people come and tell me, no, like this is what you're doing is really good, it, it really gives me um, some type of you know momentum to just keep going yeah it's motivation isn't it? it's like yeah, re-inspiration yeah, yeah, and if anybody is. hasn't seen Tuffy's youtube channel like andy said check it out i think you'll agree with us that yeah your content is headed completely in the right direction um and we we'll hope to have you back for another episode Definitely. in the future until then make sure you like and subscribe to the target transfers podcast on whichever platform you are watching on and we'll be back next 
next Wednesday, next Thursday with another episode.